Welcome to Flock Talk, Talk. the podcast where we feature your favorite authors and narrators. Hosted by Craig Hart and Sarah Hannon. Visit us today at PinkFlamingoProductions.com. And now, Flock Talk. Hello all you happy flockers out there and welcome to Flock Talk. My name is Craig Hart and I'm here with my rootin' tootin' co-host Sarah Hannon. How are things going on the ranch today, Sarah? Yeehaw! They're going <laughs> fine. It's actually this 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 recording couldn't have come at a better time because my my eight year old just started yelling at everybody, and I was like, "Oh well, I gotta go." <laughs> <laughs> right. Mama's busy. Bye. Ma- Mama's got a meeting. Mama's gonna go do some laughing for twenty minutes, and then. Well- yeah, we'll take advantage of those opportunities. The timing doesn't usually work out that well. So No, it, it surely does not. Take it. <laughs> well, you're in luck because we have a great guest today, Nikki Ash. You want to hit us off with a bio? Yes, I'm very excited to welcome Nikki Ash. She is a mom and high school English teacher by day and a reader and writer by night. When it comes to favorite tropes, she is single parent and secret baby obsessed. But she writes all types of books, from MMA to dark romance to MFM and MM. We'll tell you what those mean in a second. When not writing, you can find her with a book in her hand. Welcome, Nikki. Hi. So what is MMA, MFM, and MM? (laughs) Well, MMA, um, that's mixed martial arts. So my first series that um, spans about... Uh, three generations is fighters. So they're in the UFC. So they're fighters. Okay. Um, See, that's what I thought. But then I saw the MFM and MM and I know what those mean. And I was like, male, male, alien? Uh, yeah. so what was the other ones? M- MFM. That's menage. So we got mm-hmm. um, two guys and a girl. Mm-hmm. Um, and then MM is two males. All, all different types of stuff. As an English teacher, you must have pet peeves when it comes to grammar what's the biggest one um I don't know um I think it's just as a whole like I know what something is supposed to look like and when it doesn't look like it's supposed to it drives me insane (laughs) um but I teach senior high school lower level college and so my standards are probably a little lower it's but like yeah. you're reading somebody's paper. I'm inexplicably angry. I don't know why, but I hate it. Take it away. <laughs> I remember in high school, I had a teacher who just went up to the board, wrote the letter A, took like five steps to the right, and wrote the word lot. She's like, yeah. it's two words. A, lot. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. I think like when I'm reading romance, um, one of mine is probably the wrong use of commas. Like people just like to stick them in there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, with my high schoolers, like it's like, okay, this is what a paragraph looks like. So. <laughs> oh, yeah. I can imagine some of that stuff would drive you in because you're a teacher and a writer. <laughs> well, they're in a world of technology. I say to them, just turn yeah. off your spell check for one day and and see how it really goes. <laughs> Well, they're all, they're all writing in text form and see how that would you know get ingrained in your head. I, I was I actually consider myself fortunate to have not grown up in this era. <laughs> I was, Same. Yeah, I was kind of at the end of it. But yeah, literally the first day of school, I stand up there and I'm like, so you guys are going to write, you know, it's just a short, you know, essay to kind of give me an idea. I said, and um, please make sure that you do not put any LOLs or smiley faces. <laughs> 
<laughs> and they kind of look at me and they're like, does that really happen? Yes. Yes, it happens. One of you guys in this room will do that. <laughs> I'm just thinking about like Herman Melville. Like, Call me Ishmael, lol. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, that doesn't work at all. All right. But uh, tell us a little bit, if you don't mind, about your path to becoming an author. Um, so when I got divorced um, over a decade ago, like 10, 12 years ago, it was the first time I was without my kids. And somebody recommended a book for me to read. And, you know, I by myself. And it was the first time without having my children with me. And so I picked up the book and I just like devoured it. It became like my escape. And I just started reading. And for many years, I was just devouring like four 500 books a year. Um, yeah, because every time the kids would go there, I was like reading like two, three books. Like it was just getting me through. I had been a stay at home mom for like 10 years. And, you know, all of a sudden I don't have these kids with me. And it's like, what do you do with yourself? Um, and I became obsessed with single parent, um, secret baby romances, especially, um, fighter romances. Um, one of my go-to authors, um, with Scott Hildreth. And I just had devoured like all these books. And one day I just said to a friend of mine, I was like, I think I read them all. And she was like, so why don't you just go write your own? And it was kind of like a joke. And um, I was in the car and I heard um, a song on the radio and it just like something came to me. And I had like went back and I messaged her and she was like, so write it, you know? And I was like, you know what? I'm going to write it. And I wrote my first book in about a week. It just you like don't mess around, do you? Like once I, I don't <laughs> even like once I started typing, like I just couldn't stop. It just um I've never done that again. Um <laughs> I don't even know how it happened, but and so I was like, she was like, well publish it. I was like, you know, well, you know, so I just kind of looked into it and my aunt is a graphic designer and she said, Well I can make you a cover. And then um I'm a teacher. So I know a lot of other teachers. And so a friend of mine was like, well, I'll edit it for you, you know, and, and it wasn't, you know, the best job it, you know, it was me like, oh, okay, you know, this has been my escape. And let's see how this goes. And, and I released it. And I sold a couple copies. And <laughs> I was like, and people started like messaging me. And it was just like a standalone, like it was just supposed to be one book. And it was fun. And um, there was like a side character and these readers were like, when is she getting a book? And I was like, well, she's not. And <gasps> they're like, this was just supposed to run. And I didn't really make any money, you know, but it was fun. And, and, um, and so I was like, one day I was like, you know what? I'm going to write her story. And then I just kept writing. And, and um, now you're trapped in the world. I, it's an addiction. I think I've written <laughs> a little over 30 books now in wow. about five years. Wow. Incredible. It's just like it's an addiction. I just like can't stop. If I'm not like writing, I'm reading. Well, good for you. Wow. There are much worse things to be addicted to. So <laughs> yeah. congratulations. Truly. <laughs> Truly. So given that you are, you know, knocking them out, what is it that's that gets your flow? Like how would how what is what is it that's easy for you? To be completely honest, and this sounds really bad and I hate to even say it because I know some people are like they struggle. It, it's just all easy. And knock on wood, knock on every piece of wood in my house. I've never had writer's block. I've never struggled. It just comes to me. 
it, I don't like sit down and go like, okay, what book do I want to write next? Like literally I'm in the car driving and the story just comes to me and then I outline it and then I write it and it just, it, they're just there. It's almost like they're just alive in my head and it just has to come out onto the, the electronic paper. That's yeah, really cool. Absolutely. And yeah, I wouldn't shy away and be embarrassed about it. If, you know, that's a gift. Absolutely. Well, so many people are like, you know, oh, you know, it's it's hard. And not that it's – the hardest part is after I'm done writing it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the real work begins. Yes, everything else. But the actual, like, sit down and write, it's just, like, it just happened. So do you have, like, a, a your own setup? Like, what is your writing environment like? So I have a desk. Um, and, like, I have an office. But I don't ever write at my desk. Um, my desk is really where I mail out like signed books and I kind of like deal with stuff. Um, but normally I write at coffee shops. Um, for some reason when I'm home, I feel like not that I do it, but I feel like I need to like cook and clean and like do the laundry again. Not that I do it. I just want to reiterate. I feel like I need to do it. My dog wants to be like in out a million times, you know. Um, but so I'll go and like I'll sit down um, at our local coffee shop, and um, I could sit there for seven, eight, nine hours and just write. So that's my favorite. Now, if I am at home, I'll sit on my couch and I can write. But it will be like in spurts. Do you go to the same coffee shop? Like, do they know you there? <laughs> Yeah, I have a couple different ones. It depends on if I'm coming from work, if I'm coming from home. It depends on where I'm going. I try to use our local coffee shops, you know, because, you know, I try to use the small businesses and mm-hmm. um, and they're really great about it. They've come a long way in like having outlets and <laughs> nice tables. And um, and so, yeah, I, it depends on where I am. Well, you're, you know, quite experienced, a lot of books under your belt at this point. But what piece of advice would you give to a beginning writer who is early on in their career? Probably it has to do with audio. Um, I am not an audio book person. And because I'm not an audio book person, I did not do audiobooks in the beginning. And um, then as I became more and more, you know, well known, a lot more readers were like, when's this going to be an audio? When's this going to be an audio? And because I didn't have all these books from the beginning in audio, it made it very difficult. I did not have an audio following um, that nobody wanted to pick it up. Nobody wanted to deal with it. And so I had to like start from the beginning. And I thought because maybe because my books weren't big enough or whatever it was, I didn't do it from the beginning. And I wish I would have because audiobooks um, are a lot bigger than I thought. So I think the piece of advice is like, don't think like a reader. You need to think like, like a business, like this is a business. And because I'm not into audiobooks and I want to read them, I, it didn't cross my mind that other people, you know, that it's a big deal. <laughs> and so not, not just audiobooks, but you know, just things like that, that yeah. I'm like, oh, well, I don't like it. You know, I don't really prefer it. So, well, other people do. And <laughs> <laughs> so now I'm like backpedaling and trying to do that. You have uh, four books in your Love and Lyrics series, and they're all up for pre-order. Is that right? Yes. Can you tell us about this series? Yeah. So that is um, a rock star um, romance series. So I wrote a book called A Chance Encounter, um, which is um, available, and it's 
also going to be in audio soon. It was based on a couple and his family owns a record label. And so um, the Love and Lyrics series takes place years later. It's their son. Um, He has a rock band called Raging Chaos and they're signed with his record label. And so the four books follow the four band members. Um, Camden's the lead singer. Braxton is the guitarist. Declan is the bass guitarist. And um, Gage is the drummer. And um, so it follows the four of their stories. How do you come up with their names? The first step is I like have my readers, like in my reader group, I'm like, give me some ideas. Then I have to like go through and see how many times I've already used them. (laughs) Because I have the worst memory and nine times out of 10, I'm halfway through writing a book and I realize that my main character is also the same name as like the villain from another book that everybody (laughs) hates. It also depends on their ethnicity. You know, um, one of my books through his eyes, he is Irish. So I try to find an Irish type of name, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, try to do that the best I can. And then of course, you try to find the cliche names that go with, you know, like, does this sound like a bad boy? Does this sound like a rock star? You know, because as much as we don't like it, you know, to like have this lead singer of a rock band and name him like Bill, you know. He... I was going to say Floyd. <laughs> yeah, like I was Pink thinking Floyd. Cletus, but yeah, I mean... <laughs> there we go. We've Hold all down. got one. We got a good band coming right now. Bill, Floyd, and Bluegrass, Cletus. maybe. I don't know. <laughs> Now, if you could recommend, you have a lot of books to choose from. This may be a difficult question, so I apologize in advance. But if you could only <laughs> recommend one of your books to a reader to introduce them to Nikki Ash, the author, which one would that be? Um, I think I would recommend No Strings, um, which actually just came out in audio. Um, and it sounds amazing. And I'm not an audio person, but when I was listening to it, I fell in love with it like all over again, but because it's a single dad romance and he meets um, this neighbor and she's this quirky Southern um, woman, but she's really sassy and it has like all the feels, but it also has a lot of funny banter. And one of my favorite things to read, like my favorite things when I'm looking for like a book, I'm looking for one that has the emotions. It has the feels. Um, I want it to have some good steam, um, but I also want, you know, to laugh. I want to laugh. I want to cry. I want to, you know, like feel like, you know, I'm experiencing this. And I feel like No Strings has like the perfect mixture of all of that. All right. What is one book you wish you had written? One book I wish I had written? Mm-hmm. Like of someone else's? Oh, that's hard because I feel like them writing it is why I love it. That's, that's a really a good, great answer. That's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> that's a fine answer. <laughs> um, I mean, I can tell you, you know, what some of my favorite books are, but I feel like I wouldn't have. I think a lot of it, too, is because I don't read all the same books that I write. Like, I tend to sometimes read darker books or um, sometimes like the books that I read are um, like I can't write a mean guy to save my life. My guys just like worship their women. But every now and then, like I love a book where, you know, the guy is just a complete 
a-hole. I don't know what I'm allowed to say on here. Like, if, you know, or it's like, I'm like, oh, I'm going to write one and he's going to be so mean. It's going to be enemies to lovers. And then like five pages in and he's like kissing her butt. And I'm like, oh, he's not mean. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> um, but one of my all-time favorites is Surviving Amber Springs by Siobhan Davis. Um, if I had, if I was going to say like, oh my God, like um, if I could recommend one, it would be Surviving Amber Springs by Siobhan Davis. I just think that the complexity and the emotions are just a whole nother level. Wonderful. All right. Well, that wraps up all the main questions we have. We do have a fun bonus section, however, that we like to call Hot Six. Are you ready for this? Yes, maybe. Buckle up, listeners. It's time for Hot Six. <sighs> Question one. What is the most overrated book you've ever read? No, I can't answer that. I won't answer that. <laughs> <laughs> you can choose somebody dead. I've, 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 I think I've pretty much loved every book I've ever made it through to the end. Um, I'm one of those people where if the first 10 pages aren't like they got gets me, I'm mm. moving on. Uh, the overrated book. You know what? I'll tell you what the most overrated book was. Algebra 2. <laughs> never used never it. needed it again in my life that's fantastic all right question two what famous literary work have you never read but you feel like you should what is that one the mice of men of mice and men? Of of mice mice men i've never read it my daughter never just read to. that for school and never uh, had to and she would she just said we're reading of mice and men and my husband and i just both went oh it's a rite of nope. passage. <laughs> nope. <laughs> right. Question three. If you could be any animal for one day, what would you be? <laughs> Probably my dog, because she's spoiled rotten. <laughs> she's just living her best life. She gets treats and gets to go outside and inside, and she's chilling on the couch. And Probably my dog. All right. What is your favorite bar pickup line? Oh, I'm so boring. I'm like a mom. Um, <laughs> Hello. I've never, I've never picked anyone up, and I've never been picked up at a bar. But you write books, um, you see. Okay, and then as soon as you said that, the first thing that came to my to my head was, "What does Mickey Mouse drive? What does Minnie Mouse drive? A minivan." And I was like, in my head, that's not a pickup line. I think that's a bad, bad joke. Hey, if it works, anything's a pickup line. Exactly. Exactly. I can't even think of a pickup line. I feel right. like I need to, like, figure this out now for later. All right. Question five. Looking back over your entire lifetime, what is your most embarrassing favorite song? Um... I don't know. It's maybe comes from, I don't know, Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch or New Kids on the Block. But I think they came back now. They did come back. Or, yeah. I, I don't um, know if they are done coming back and they've left again, but they were back <laughs> for a little while anyway. <laughs> um, yeah, probably something like that. What was the one? Crisscross? Crisscross will make you jump, jump, jump. jump. That might Ready be embarrassing. Yeah. <laughs> close backwards. Yes. Yeah, that that could be it. I'm showing my age right now. Uh, okay, last one. Question six. What is one thing you wish you could uninvent? It no longer exists. Um, Social media. Mm. Oh, that's a good one. 
Probably social media. I hate it. I only go on it when it's necessary. Um, I am that person that calls you and you're like, why is she calling me? Is this an emergency? <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, I prefer to like speak to people uh, like face to face and, you know, like hear voices. And I hate what it's done to children. Um, yeah. Especially like being with students and teaching high school. Um, I think the negatives outweigh the positives. Um, in a lot of ways, um, teen suicide and the bullying and the keyboard warriors. I just don't think that there's enough good. I would uninvent it in a heartbeat. I 100% agree. Sarah is the one who came up with that question, and that was the first thing I thought of, too, social media. Well, Nikki, this has been so great. You've been an amazing guest. Thank you for coming on Flock Talk. I really appreciate your time. Me. It's been a delight. Well, thank you for having me. You've been listening to Flock Talk, the podcast where we feature your favorite authors and narrators. Hosted by Craig Hart and Sarah Hannon. This podcast is produced by Pink Flamingo Productions. Editing by Craig Hart. Visit us today at pinkflamingoproductions.com. Flock Talk.